Hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, here we are trying to figure out what's going on in the news. There's a lot going on, but there's nothing going on. Yeah. uh, The big story that they're trying to hide, they're really trying to hide it, trying to bury it like it's a non-story, is the the derailment in Ohio. Now, people say East Palestine. Some say East Palestine. I, I would have said East Palestine, but I think the locals pronounce it Palestine. Uh, now, go ahead. Let me get this right. Now, wasn't there another derailment here uh, in, in, in the past few days? There's been two derailments. Two yeah, one, I think, in South Carolina yeah, and one in Texas. And one of them had hazardous waste on it, too, like the one in Ohio. Well, you know, they, they have to carry this stuff. They put it on a train. They carry it on a train. They put it on a truck. I mean, this stuff goes all over our land, which tells me that, yeah, we've got to dispose of it, but maybe we need to change the type of cars well, that they're in or tra- tractor trailers that are a little more secure so they can sustain an accident and not release all this crap. Do you know what carried a lot of this stuff before? Pipelines. What? Pipelines. Yeah. And what are we closing down thanks to the Pipelines. woke administration? Pipelines, yeah. So it's got to move somehow either by truck or by rail. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I find amazing, I saw this on TV yesterday. Mike DeWine is the governor of Ohio, and he spoke to the people, and he he gave a mixed message as far as I'm concerned. This guy, I don't think he's the sharpest tool in the shed because right. he said, he said um, it's okay for the residents to go back to their homes but I wouldn't drink any water, and I wouldn't take any baths, and uh, I would make sure that everything that I touched was wiped down. I'm thinking, is this guy for real? What person in their right mind, after hearing him just say what he said, go back to their, their place? You know it's contaminated. Yeah, and you can't just wipe it away. No. You know, there's got to be a neutralizing agent that you could go in. But, you know, that stuff is pretty nasty stuff. Bill, it it breaks down into phosgene. Listen to this. I heard this yesterday, too. Mm-hmm. Anything above 8 degrees, I believe the temperature was, anything above 8 degrees and it boils, meaning if, if it breaks down, any of these uh, tanker cars break down and it's like, 30 degrees outside or 25 degrees it's cold to you and I it's cooking it's cooking it comes out it comes out a boiling mess and mm. uh it it breaks down into phosgene phosgene is the same thing they used in World War 1 to kill the enemy it was a gas they it was, it, they outlawed it they made it illegal to use it even in war yeah, that's what it breaks down to. And they're telling people they can go back. They showed pictures. A guy has a fox farm. I didn't know they had fox farms. I, oh, yeah, yeah, they do. I guess, do, do, what were they raising for? For their pelts? For their, uh, yeah. okay. This guy has a, a fox farm in East Palestine. And the foxes are either dying or they're very sick. He was holding one in his arm. He says, look at the face on this fox. You know how a fox normally looks, kind of a narrow snout, you know? Mm-hmm. It was all puffed up. The, the animal was all puffed up. I mean, it was sick. 
He said one of them, and they showed a picture of it, is pacing back and forth, and that's a sure sign of illness in an animal. Well, you think about it. You know, eight degrees or above, and it starts to cook. It boils. Yes. This stuff has gotten inside of them, oh and their my normal God. body temperature, they're cooking from the inside out. Oh, that's true. These, these animals are suffering a horrific death, and that's what we were talking about yesterday. You had the fish, you have the wildlife, the foxes, you know, that that are, uh, you know, they live, you know, off of what they they forage from the ground. That's right. And, and if it's poisoned, they're dead. And, that you know, think about the, Absolutely. the cows. The cows, the poultry, you know, the poultry, everything out there. Yeah, it's, it's history. It's toast. One of the people they were interviewing on Tucker's show last night, we had a young couple in their 20s, good-looking couple. They have a 14-acre farm in East Palestine. Mm -hmm. And he said, we're one of the lucky people in town. We have a little something where we have a nice farm and animals and stuff. But he said, I I'm, I'm standing here, and as I talk to you, my eyes are aching, and I have uh, my skin is burning. This is one of the yeah. people. He says, and we're not in downtown East Palestine. We're like two miles from downtown. And there are people who live downtown. Yeah, see, it's in his system. And I, I don't know how long it takes to run through or how quick they could do that. I know we're, there, there are certain things. I, I can get food poisoning very easy with pork products. Right. And, you know, it's like if you get food poisoning, once you have it, you know, it's got to go through its cycle. Yeah. So think about this chemical that gets in your body that is destroying your body. Yeah. You've got to go through a cycle to get it out, and it's not like it's in your stomach. Well, it is, but it's it's in your bloodstream. It's everywhere. It's crazy. It also causes cancer, and it doesn't happen immediately, obviously. It takes three to five years to present itself. So how many people who have been contaminated by this garbage that they they dumped into the air how many of these people are going to show the signs of cancer in th five years or so well they'll probably be dead before then because it attacks your liver immediately and then goes to your pulmonary to your lungs so um how can I mean, these people be how can you in your right mind if you're a, a a leader a government leader in ohio be saying it's okay to go back to your house but don't drink the water. We'll we'll get the bottle of water for you, but it's okay to go back to your house. That doesn't make any... And if you saw the plume, and I, I would imagine that most people who are paying attention have seen that plume of smoke that uh, they got... They, it looked like a mushroom from a nuclear explosion. So how many feet did it go in the air? How many thousand feet? Oh, Bill, it had to go up... Uh, I'm, I want to say it's... 20,000, 30,000. It, it went way up. So it got air. up in the jet stream. Which means it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you were looking at uh, when Three Mile Island was about to go. You right. were talking about, and that's in Pennsylvania towards Harrisburg. Right. You were talking about contamination that would pretty much take out the entire East Coast all the way down past Washington, D.C., yeah. Now, here is a chemical agent mm -hmm. that is now up in the jet stream going all over. So right where you are, because you're closer than I am, and yes. right where I am blows this way, you know. I'm in the, uh, line of, I'm in the line of fire, so to speak. 
But yeah. they did water readings in Cincinnati. And they found some of the chemicals in the water in the Ohio River. Do you know what the Ohio River does? It feeds the drinking water to millions of people. Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. Cincinnati, one out of... It goes all the way down. Well, yeah, you've got you've got the... Uh, they always say the three rivers, and I always refer to it as the four rivers because everybody forgets about Point State Park. It's fed by an underground river. That's you know, true. There, but That's very you, true. Very you know, good, and, Bill. You're one of the few people who actually who actually know that. You're right. There's one that goes under the city of Pittsburgh. Yeah, but all of that water, because it's so close, potentially contaminated and probably in a worse way than when the old steel mills were there. And that was pretty bad then. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's cleaned up. I mean, you know, there were... Uh, we used to joke about one place like you jump in the river, you walk out with a brown tweed suit on. Uh, so you never could skinny dip in it. But, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it was bad stuff. Yeah. And this is terrible. What and I, I, told, and I don't mean to make a joke of it. What if I told you that uh, one out of every six people in the country drink their water from the Ohio River? Because it feeds yeah. so many different people. And, I mean, it, it, that, that water, by the way, feeds into the Mississippi and goes right, right down through the heart of our country. So if we contaminate our system in the Ohio River, it's going to reach New Orleans eventually. Well, you just wiped out the breadbasket because yeah. it goes right through the center of the country. And where's the breadbasket? It's the Midwest, actually. Yeah. But, you know, it. I mean, Missouri everything and- has tentacles and legs. It goes yeah. out and it goes all over. So, so folks- it, it's not a good thing. And... Bill, and Bill, where's where's our leadership? We have heard nothing from Joe where's Biden. Where's Buttigieg on this? Isn't well, that his damn job? Well, he issued a statement finally. He said, I, I, how did he put it? He didn't say anything. He didn't come out and do a press conference. He didn't fly up to East Palestine and do a, a press conference from the site. He's hiding somewhere. This guy is a, a waste of space, truly. He's useless. This guy is, God, send him back to South Bend, Indiana. Maybe he could fix a pothole or something because he sure as heck can't be the uh, transportation secretary. Look, he's a decent-looking guy. He's well-spoken, all right? Uh, let's let's forget about his, his, his sexual orientation. It has nothing to do with anything. But he doesn't know anything about the job. He got there because of his sexual orientation. Yep. And there's... That that is not a qualifier for this type of job that he has. He's in over his head, and then he he comes in and tries to put on this political little nice little quaint speech and and all of that. And it's like, dude, you know, you're uh, oh I forget what the the analogy is, but you know there there's nothing there. He's an empty suit. He is. He he's the kind of guy that uh, he smiles a lot. He thinks he's being funny. He he didn't in in one place he was speaking at yesterday. He didn't mention the derailment at all. He talked about uh, racial equality in the construction business. He did issue a statement saying, "I feel for you. I'm thinking about you, the, the residents of East Palestine." And I thought, what a what a hollow, useless statement. You, you should be up there saying that we have funds for recovery, we're going to help you in every way possible, we're going to clean your homes up, we're going we're gonna to clean the soil up in this area, we're going to bring it back to what it was. He should be making a positive statement. 
let me give you a different uh, the differences between administrations. We have this clown doing what he's doing right now in in East Palestine, which is nothing. I'm talking about actually two clowns, our president and our secretary of transportation. Then look at what happened with the uh, the pandemic in in 2020 and mm-hmm. what President Trump did. He you know he he put up a tent city in New York when they needed stuff. He brought that hospital ship up, even though the city didn't use it. It was there for him. That was the city's choice. He did things that were proactive and physical, and and they were uh, they were praised by everybody. And now this guy here is doing nothing. I'm talking about this president is. I don't know where he's at. Maybe he's getting a new disguise. Maybe it's really not him. Who knows? Maybe he's well, getting his, you know, there's, his there's skin the rumor adjusted. That he and Jill are fighting. Well, hey, listen, you know, maybe it's because of that kiss that she oh. gave the second man at the State yeah, of the well, Union. Yeah, well, a kiss is just a kiss. A smile is but a smile. I know. Yes, we can break out into song. Well, yeah, a little song, yeah. a little dance, and yeah, yeah, a little selfie on your pants. Um, so. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I feel bad for the people in, in East Palestine. I feel bad for the people in Pittsburgh and the people in Youngstown, Ohio, and the people in Cincinnati. The- well, what about the other uh, derailments? I mean, what do they got? They got they got some waste, but what's in that waste? And what's it doing there, too? Do I mean, Do you think it's intentional, Bill? Well, you know, look, okay, let's go back to in, uh, the, the intentional thing. Let's look at our food chain. That's going on the uh, the warehouses that just poof up in smoke like a Cheech and Chong movie, but all of them are going, and now it's happening over in Europe. Let's look at our poultry, where you know the 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 feed that comes in to feed the chickens that lay the eggs, it's got something in them that makes them not lay eggs anymore. So yeah. unless they take them off off of that feed, and then they you know like Orville Pugh's uh, Pugh's uh, chickens. They, 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 they sit there and they pick everything off the ground, the marigold petals and everything, just clucking away. Uh, then they're fine. They can lay eggs again, two or three, four eggs a day. But the point is, you know, the the food is the problem. You know, and then you got well, Bill Gates making synthetic eggs. You've got Bill, the whole chain of food is. Getting back to you talk about things like food processing plants and how important and essential they are. What does this plume of smoke contaminate? It contaminates our water supply. So well, not, didn't we talk about the, yeah, all we need to do is take out the water supply and we're screwed. Two and a half days and we're done. Two and a half days without water and we can put a fork in it, friends. We're done. So if the water supply is gone, then because I don't think the kind of contamination you got here you know, I don't think the at-home, even the military-grade charcoal filtering system yeah. is going to work. You know, the old thing, oh, you know, running water purifies every nine feet. Well, it depends what's running through that water. You know, that's yeah. the problem. Well, we have um, a food processing chain that's being messed with. We have a water system being messed with. Uh, and is this all just an accident? Let me tell you another thing about this derailment. Uh, I heard this fact yesterday, too. It is the biggest derailment of its type in the history of our country. I'm talking so is about this a modern-day Chernobyl? It, with vinyl chloride. Mm-hmm. It, no one is saying this, by the way. 
They're not talking about this. It could very well be. How how might it affect us eventually? Well, a city of Pittsburgh, uh, in outlying areas, probably two and a half million people. It could affect them. You know, I go outside and I look. I say, well, we're we're fifty miles southeast of East Palestine, and is the sky any grayer? Well, maybe by the time it gets to us, it's settled into our water supply. We get our water, by the way, in Greater Pittsburgh from the Monongahela River. People go, right. oh, you get it from the Monongahela? Yeah, we get it, but they have, they have cleaning plants. Well, it gets uh, up in the jet stream, yeah. and then you have you have a, a, a weather front, you know, a cold front and a warm front. They get together, and now you got thunderstorms. That crap gets in there, and it's like an acid rain. It just comes down. And shower the people with it, and then, then you think about our livestock, the beef. Yes, that that goes into, Absolutely. you know, your steaks, your hamburger, your your pork, all your products, and yeah, the chickens too. And all of a sudden, they're all contaminated. Look at the 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 fox farmer; he's got one that's the uh, the fox is cooking from the inside out. He's cooking from the inside out. Another question. And I'm sitting there going, another question. Um. Oh, that big plume of soot that they threw up into the air? Mm-hmm. Well, there are a lot of airplanes that fly into Cleveland and a lot of airplanes that fly into Pittsburgh, all of them within probably 30 or 40 miles from where they were dumping that stuff in the air. And that stuff is an element of plastic. It's a plastic-type chemical. Does, right. that, does that have an effect on the engines of the airplanes? Because you know that some of them, no matter how hard they try to avoid it, are going to fly through some of that crap that they poured into our sky. Nobody is talking about that at all. Well, if, if, it, if the temperature changes, I'm not a scientist, but let's just say the temperature changes. You've got, you've got seals, O-rings and whatnot, and primarily they're, they're yeah. some kind of fiber or they're plastics yeah. or rubber. And if it gets in there and breaks that down prematurely, how about in a, inside of the plane? You're flying along, you know, uh, one of the things that's bad about a plane, you know, if somebody's sick in that plane, everybody's sick because you recycle the air. Yeah. But yeah. if somehow that, that outside contaminant gets inside of that plane, you know, even though the seal is breaking down, it's still recycling everything. Do you know that wasn't and, always the case, Bill? It used to be in the older jets that they got fresh air from the outside and brought it in. Yeah, and, and somewhere along the line, you're absolutely correct. They decided it was cleaner or, or better, maybe more fuel efficient, I don't know, to recycle the air. Maybe the vents on the plane that, uh, you know, sucked in the air slowed the plane down or something. Yeah, drag. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, they also have electronic contact points on the motor where the wiring is on the airplanes mm-hmm. would that mess up with with a coating of uh, vinyl chloride i'm just saying they don't know what they've done that's what i'm saying they had this problem and somebody said oh the best way of getting rid of this stuff is burn it and they also by the way they also had to get the trains moving again on that track Right, and the only way they could do that could they sit around and pump the vinyl chloride from the the tanker trucks, uh, tanker cars to the tanker trucks? No, that would have taken too long. Plus, it was probably boiling, and that was an issue. So somebody said, "Let's light it on fire." Everybody, get back. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know 
we're playing with stuff we shouldn't play with. Yes. I mean, I, I could I could go into the uh, the the Tesla fire that happened up in Boston when I was up there where well, the guy wrecked the car. Tell us about it. Well, what happened was the guy got in a wreck, and he sat there, and when it happened, you know, nothing sparked up right away, but they had to get the car off the road. Mm-hmm. And when they went to hook it up, the battery sparked up and burst. It blew up, blew up into flames. So the Wakefield Fire Department came out there, and they said, oh, okay, we got to put this out. It took them 20,000 gallons and several hours later of water to get this fire under control, let alone the chemical fumes that were going into the air where people were breathing that. We're messing with stuff that we shouldn't be messing with that we haven't really properly vetted out yet. Well, along those lines, I got to play something for you. It's an, an appropriate spot. Somebody sent, a friend of mine sent me this, and I don't know who the congressman or slash senator is. I saw the video, but I didn't recognize him, but he is a senator or congressman. And he was in one of these uh, conferences, one of these hearings last week, talking with one of the the, uh, administration's proponents of electric cars. And they're trying to really sell electric cars and the removal of fuel cars from our society. As a matter of fact, we talked about it yesterday. One of the commercials in the uh, Super Bowl was of Netflix talking about how they were going to include more uh, electric cars in their programming so you would people would see them and get used to them and uh, see how wonderful they are, right? But here's a, this senator or congressman. Listen to this. He's, he's brilliant. On the one hand, you want to mandate not only electric cars, but industrial-scale backup batteries for wind and solar farms all in the name of saving the planet. Yet on the other hand, you want to radically restrict mining also in the name of saving the planet. Well, you can't do both. You've been moderately successful at at mandating electric cars. Uh, The California bureaucrats have just imposed such a mandate on Californians over the next decade. About 3% of vehicle sales are now electric, so congratulations, only 97% more to go. And we don't need to get into a discussion today about where you think the electricity for your electric cars is going to come from. About 80% of our electricity still comes from the very fossil fuels that you're waging war against, and you're creating devastating shortages by doing that. We'll, We'll save that for another day. But let's just look at the mining requirements. In order to meet your electric car mandates, specifically a six-fold increase in demand over the next decade, we're going to need 384 additional graphite, lithium, nickel, and cobalt mines by 2035, according to industry forecasts. Expensive recycling mandates will only reduce this number to 336 new mines that we're going to need. In fact, according to the uh, International Energy Agency, an electric car requires six times the mineral inputs of a comparable internal combustion vehicle, six times the mining to produce a comparable car. And of course, copper is a critical component in this technology, and copper is what you're trying to shut down in the matter before us today. If it is your contention that the mining required to produce electric cars is a threat to the environment, then you are also admitting that the electric cars that require it are a threat to the environment. Can't you see how foolish and self-destructive and absurdly contradictory these policies have become? 
And can't you see yet the damage that you're doing not only to the environment, but to people's lives? As you make it harder and harder to mine the components to meet your mandates, the expense of those materials rises dramatically. We're already seeing that at the gas pump and in our utility bills. And it's not just electricity, it's everything these minerals could be used for if they were more efficiently applied. When something is scarce, it becomes expensive. You're making all of the things that we depend upon for our quality of life more scarce and therefore more expensive. You're fixated on, on a one-degree rise of global temperatures over the next century, but you couldn't care less that you're making it financially impossible for many people to heat their homes in sub-freezing winters. Europe's now reverting to burning wood to survive this winter. This is not going to end well for humanity, and it's not going to end well for your party as more and more people connect the dots between your policies and the conditions that they're now suffering. You need to stop this. The resolution before us will at least shed some light on the inexplicably absurd decision that your administration made to unilaterally thwart a bipartisan legislative act and to impede one of the most important copper mines in America. And, and frankly, you need this information more than we do because maybe it will dissuade you from continuing with the childish fantasies and the self-destructive policies that you are going to be held accountable for, both by voters and by history. Wow, what an amazing, what an amazing uh, uh, three minutes from, uh, I, I, again, it's, it's a congressman or a senator I didn't recognize, but boy, he was magnificent. magnificent. Almost sounds like Kennedy from down in Louisiana, but... It isn't. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, it's interesting that he brought up copper because I mentioned this before too. Uh, one of the things Democrats always say, follow the money, follow the money where well, the money leads to Joe and China. And the reason I say that we are, uh, Joe is trying to shut down the copper mining uh, uh, that we have, we have an abundance of, you know, and that's over in Arizona, Nevada, uh, that we have the copper mines, New Mexico. Mm -hmm. no, he's trying to shut those down. The silver mines, we don't need them. Get rid of them. Nickel, don't need it. Cobalt, nah, we don't need that stuff. We got to shut it down. Well, you heard that senator. You heard him. Yeah, and we need that for these vehicles. Now, you need an abundance of it. Yeah. Some of this stuff. Now, let's take take a look at lithium for the batteries. Well, that's mined out in Arizona. There's up in New Hampshire. There's a big, giant uh, reserve of that because basically it's dirt that gets converted into, you know, the, the the metal porous that's in it, I guess. I don't know how it works. But either way, we have an abundance of it. But no, we're going to give it to China. You know, as Trump would say, And you know what nobody talks, nobody talks about? What we're going to do with the uh, batteries that we can't use anymore. Where, where are they going to go? The used Well, batteries. see, that's just it. Where do you dispose of those batteries? And when you have a user, used or spent lithium battery, right. put it in the water, that's for damn sure. You yeah. know? Uh, we are creating we more pollutants. We have a history of fossil fuel success. And I mean, you look over the past, it's 100 years. We've been using fossil fuel, fossil fuel internal combustion engines since, what, 1903? 
and they they run they they pollute a bit, but we've we've adjusted them. We have catalytic converters now that recycle some of the the exhaust back into fuel. We have ways of limiting their pollution problems. Yeah, uh, funny story when you mentioned catalytic converter. Uh, going back to the Super Bowl, the uh, you know the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile yeah. was making an appearance. And, you know, they keep that car in great shape. It's an old, I forget what style car is, but all the components in it are all right. new, and they use that thing for the body and everything. And it had a public appearance to go to, and they couldn't go because somebody stole the catalytic converter. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, because uh, yeah, platinum's used in there, too. You know, anyway. Well, they had a picture in on social media a couple of days ago Someone took some security picture footage of apparently there's a market to, for stealing catalytic converters. Oh, it's a big market. It's been yeah. around for a while because the um, the catalytic converters have platinum in it. Platinum mm -hmm. is very expensive. Like I, I learned, I didn't know it, my truck, my stupid truck. I was having a problem. I thought one of, one of my catalytic converters went out. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, Bill, you got two catalytic converters? No, it's got four. Yeah. You know, and I'm like going... They're expensive. You know, it turned out it's the gas, you know, the way that they're watering it down. But say la vie. You know, before I forget, things come to you randomly on this program because we're just two guys talking. Uh, but getting back for a second to that problem in, in Ohio, the East Palestine problem, mm -hmm. it occurred to me we're spending millions of dollars resettling strangers in our country. They're coming across right. the border, and we're feeding them, clothing them, and housing them. No problem at all. Yet the people in East Palestine, Ohio, are made to shift for their own. They're made to find a place to stay on your own, feed yourself on your own. Uh, the whole thing is dumped in the people's lap, the residents of East Palestine. Why is it we can't just do exactly what we're doing for our own people, what we're doing for these illegals coming across the border in uh, in Texas and Arizona. Well, I've, I've thought about this, and I've sat there, but not just the, the train situation. But you look at all the money that we are just, we're, we're throwing it to the wind. And I, I sit there and go, you know, there's an incredible amount of wealth, apparently, that we have. Right. All right, that being said... Why can we not sit there and say, whoa, wait a minute, and, and, and look at taking care of our own, and every, you know, child that is born has a, a, an inherited wealth from birth right. through their life that will take care of all their Wouldn't education, that be interesting? their medical. Wouldn't that be an interesting thing? As soon as you're born, you, you're given some kind of legacy, some kind of uh, inheritance from the country. A gift yeah. for being and, a U.S. And, citizen. And you get, but then you take it a step further, you know, and you get an education. Now, some people will say, this is enough. It's all I need. Yeah. And that's fine. There are other people that would sit there and go, no, I want to, I want to film a movie, you know? Yeah. And you, and you present it forward and they go, well, you know, we have the wealth. Uh, this is the land of, you what know. Would you, what would you say to those who would say that sounds socialistic? Well, you know, I've thought of that too, but it's not really socialistic because socialism is is really an entirely different thing. There's still 
there, there, there's the haves and have-nots and the I-want-mores that control it. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is you would have to put safety valves on it. But why are we giving away all this money that our, our fathers and mothers and forefathers, all this wealth that they built for us, that we're going to give it away? And I'm not saying that this is only for white people. No, no, no. Or, you know, this is for everybody here in America. We have wealth. I was just going to say, I would think it would be a great way. Why not go into the poor sections of our cities and say to the people, we're going to make things better for you. Now, you, you, can't, you can't be a criminal. You can't be an addict who will waste the money. But if you are a good, decent person who's having a hard time and you're living in hard, in a, in a hard place, we're going to help you out, and we're really going to help you out. I think I don't think there's an American on this on this planet in, in this country who would be against that. Helping out. Am I American? not my brother's keeper? I mean, and maybe I'm I'm dreaming too much here, but you know, I look at everything and I'm sitting there going, we. We need to start taking care of our people and and live up to what our potential is. Yeah. And we're not doing that because you have people that sit there and go, yep, in reality, I have enough, but I want more. Yeah. I want what you got. Well, that's it. Along with what I got. And I want what they got and they got and they got. Well, and if you don't like it, we don't need you. A lot of people believe that the deep state, and, and trust me, friends, there is a deep state. These are very wealthy, powerful people who just aren't satisfied. They may have more than they'll ever spend in in five lifetimes, ten lifetimes, yet they want more, and they want yours. They want mine, and they want mm-hmm. the power to control not just their lives and their families' lives, but they want the power to control your life, too. Yeah, you know the person that dies with the most toys win. Speaking Isn't of guys, how it goes, speaking of guys who want power, right? Yesterday or the day before yesterday, Klaus Schwab was oh, speak, nice guy, speaking yeah. at a conference in Europe, uh, talking about artificial intelligence. Now, Klaus Schwab, for people who don't know, he's the head of the World Economic uh, Forum or Federation or whatever. I guess World Economic Forum. He's he's a he's one of these guys that wants to be a world broker, a power broker. Well, he had this to say about artificial intelligence. Listen carefully. And we are just now where we move into the exponential phase. And I agree. Artificial intelligence, but not only artificial intelligence, but also the metaverse new space technologies, and I could go on and on, synthetic biology. Our life in 10 years from now will be completely different, very much affected. And who masters those technologies in some way will be the master of the world. Now, did you hear that? Who masters those technologies? Yeah. Who masters those technologies? will be the master of the world. These guys are amazing. Now, what I thought was interesting is Klaus Schwab is 84 years old. 
and he's talking about how he's going to be, how we're going to be in 10 years. He sounds like he's pretty confident that things are going to be good for him in 10 years too. And some Could people do. Some people Could. believe that some people believe they these guys uh, know stuff that we don't know about uh, uh, the health. Could systems. there be some bioelectrical engineering? In other words, where they've mapped out the human being, you well, know, all the all every cell and every molecule that has a resistance value, a capacitance value, an electrical value, and we're nothing right. more than an, orga an organic circuit board that they could sit there and find a way to wire it all internally, and now you are a machine. You and I have talked about this before, but they have supposedly something called the med beds. Yeah. And people say, what are you talking about? Well, word is, and I'm just saying what I've heard, they've already developed healing beds. They're, they're like, I guess they look like tanning salon beds, you know, but you, you lie in these things for a period of time and they are supposedly so uh, technologically advanced that they can recenter your genes, can fix if you have cancer, it can remove the cancer. Wouldn't that be a real crime? The crime maybe of the, of the century if they've invented a cure for cancer and they're holding it back. Wouldn't that now be there, a crime? Yeah, it would be a crime. And there are apparently there are healing beds already in production that you can pay to get into if you got the money. They got the time to put you in one. They got them down in Florida. There's the, also the hyperbaric chamber. I think that's what it's called. It's the pure oxygen that yeah. heals. So if you go in there with deep wounds or stuff like that, yes, or you want to rejuvenate your skin, you get into that thing because those chambers cost about Jay twenty Leno. to forty thousand bucks. Jay Leno was burned terribly about uh, yeah. a few months ago, and he went into a hyperbaric chamber, and yeah. it cleaned his wounds up. He looks pretty good. You can hardly see where he had any burns, but he was burned badly. But the thing is, if if they if they have those chambers, why aren't they using it for our soldiers who come back with terrible burns from battle? And they have terrible, uh, terribly burned soldiers who have been, you know, who have been hit with IEDs that explode and and have some kind of a, a burning agent in them. And they don't they don't do that for them. They'll, no, they'll do it for the wealthy. But getting back to these uh, med beds, the ones that you're talking about in Florida, from what I've heard, I'm just talking about what I've heard. Right. They're unsophisticated compared to the ones they, they have. They have a med bed, supposedly, that will uh, alter your DNA. Will fix, it literally will reset your, your cells. If your cells are aged, they will people will go into these med beds and come out looking younger. And, and we laugh at stuff like that. But then I, I point you to Hillary Clinton, people like that. You see them sometimes, they look very old, and they'll disappear for a while. Like the, and then they like come right, back looking pretty damn good. Like right now, Joe has disappeared. No one knows where our president is right now. He's gone. He's not saying anything. He's not doing anything. People have said, where is he, is he going in for a tune-up? Maybe. Guy's talking about running for president again. Might be appropriate to go in and get himself uh, touched up so he looks younger, acts a little younger. 
I'm just saying those are th- look at friends. That's not coming from me per se. I mean, you're hearing these things. You got you should know that there are stories like this out there. People, and you know, yeah. where there's a where there's a seed. Where there, I'm sorry, where there's a story like that out there, usually there's a seed of truth. Yeah, usually doesn't take much. I mean, um, but with the med beds, um, I, I think they do have them out there. Uh, but I don't think that you or I will ever see them. In our lifetime, That's sad, and I though. do You're think right. that there, You're right. I do think that there's other there are other healing healing processes that they have out there. That um, you know, we talked about the uh, AI, the artificial intelligence. Yeah, and a lot of people are looking for it, they want to be immortal, and the only way to do that is through AI. Uh, but do you want a do you want a machine to do it for you, or would you want an or uh, organic machine? So it's living, growing, breathing. What happens if they unplug the machine? <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, if you're if it's a living, growing machine, you can't. Well, doesn't a machine run on electricity or some kind of fuel? And well, if you, so do you? Yeah, but I mean, if let's say they transfer your consciousness from your biological state to a computer. What keeps that consciousness alive if you're unplugged? I'm just saying, it doesn't. It doesn't make. But they were talking about AI. Klaus was, and mm-hmm. I was thinking that's where they want to go. And I was listening. You talked about this before. Singularity. We're very close to it right now. Yeah, There's, seven years. Yeah, I was just going to say that about seven years away. From, yeah. People will say, "What's singularity?" It's when AI is thinking for itself beyond its creator meaning it doesn't need you anymore to it takes be, over yeah to think it starts thinking for itself is that a good thing someone said a very simple thing yesterday and it's so true he's it was a guy who had worked in uh, in this area he said you would think that if you give ai a simple task like be the best chess player you can that that would be something that it could do and there'd be no problems. That's not the case. It will do everything it can to be the best chess player it can be, meaning both inbounds and out of bounds, which means right. which means it could become a monster trying to become a chess player. He, he said the simple instructions you give the AI can be the most dangerous. Yeah, you have to be specific with your AI instructions. Well, you've always had to be specific with any kind of computer programming. Garbage in, garbage out. It's a child. You have to spell it out. Otherwise, with an AI, it's going to go to the extreme. That's just how that will work. What happens? So if you've got to put the gates on it. What happens if they say we're going to make uh, an army of AI soldiers? And we're going to have them defend our country. And if they're at singularity, might they turn on us? Well, let's just say that they have a conscience. You know, obviously they would, singularity. And maybe with that conscience comes a sense of reason. And they go, man is the problem. What if it says, what if it, because it can think now, what if it says, I'm on the wrong side. 
I'm killing the wrong side. Maybe I should be attacking my side as opposed to the side that they have me attacking. What if it turns on you? You know. Well, that's what I'm saying. If it goes, man is the problem, you know, I'm perfection, it's going to get rid of man because it doesn't need it. It can, it can, it can stop, uh, you know, procreate. It can, it can re, it can replicate itself over and over and over and over again. I heard someone say that Elon Musk would like to be, uh, an AI, an AI. And I think to myself, I just can't imagine my consciousness, my awareness in my physical state possibly being transferred out of my body into another form. I, I hesitate to say life form because it really isn't a life form. I think a lot of these guys, so you, you go back way back to Tesla, to Einstein, and all these guys, these great minds, they probably would want the same thing. And that's where Elon Musk is too. He wants to colonize Mars. And to be honest with you, probably, you know, it's not really, you know, it, it, Mars is not made to uh, to house man, but an AI, a machine, you know? Yeah. Um, or something that is, that has a, a mechanical base. Yeah, sure. You know, it, it could have flesh and look like it had flesh and blood, feel like it has flesh and blood, think like it's got flesh and blood. But it could be adaptive to anything, even the chemical train wreck. You know, we talked about uh, uh, disguises and masks and things like that. Maybe you and I mm -hmm. did it before the show started. And the CIA has a disguise department is, that is so advanced that it is more so than any Hollywood makeup department. They can do more mm -hmm. with disguises in the CIA than they can with, you know, with, with Hollywood. My watch is talking to me. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's going, boy, these guys are, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I always feel good when my watch answers me because I know that someone's listening to me. <laughs> yeah, well, you Speaking know. Speaking of AI, <laughs> this is interesting. I wanted to play this for you. Uh, CNN did a report on the balloons, the latest information on the balloons. And I want right. to, in this report, they play audio from the F-22 Raptors that shot down the balloon or whatever it is over the Great Lakes. And right. uh, the pilots weren't weren't quite so sure that it was a balloon. And then they played the audio at the very end from the pilot who shot down the balloon over South Carolina last weekend. Listen. After days of uncertainty about the flying objects in North American airspace, the White House put forward its leading theory, balloons for benign purposes. Following a classified briefing on Capitol Hill, senators from both parties feel at ease, but blasted the Biden administration for not being transparent about the objects. The briefing was helpful today. Again, I'm not unnerved by anything. I'm confident this wasn't a, you know, an attack on the country. And I think it probably serve the country well to have the president explain what's going on. There is a lot of information presented to us this morning that could be told to the American people without any harm to sources or methods or our national security. The spate of shootdowns revealing new complications, like what happens if a fighter jet misses its target. Top U.S. general confirming the first missile, AIM-9X Sidewinder, missed the object over Lake Huron. The missile uh, landed harmlessly in the water of Lake Huron. Uh, we, saw, we tracked it all the way down, uh, and we made sure that the airspace was clear of any commercial or civilian or recreational traffic. <laughs> 
audio authenticated by the Air Force from the pilots trying to figure out what that object was over the Great Lakes. The U.S. and Canada haven't yet recovered any debris from the last three objects shot down. Senior Biden administration official says it's possible they may never be able to. They're in very difficult terrain. Uh, the, the second one off the coast of Alaska, is, uh, that's up in, uh, in, in some really, really difficult terrain in the Arctic Circle uh, with very, very low temperatures in the minus 40s. Frank one. Meanwhile, new audio of the moment an F-22 shot down that Chinese spy balloon. That is a big kill. The balloon is completely destroyed. The U.S. military has recovered a significant portion of that balloon. The divers were able to get into the water over the course of the weekend and were able to recover a significant amount of debris, including some of the structure and some of the electronics. What we are hearing more of after that classified briefing to the Senate is what you heard there from Senator Lindsey Graham, a call for President Joe Biden to come out and simply address the public. First, to say what's known, and second, perhaps also to calm everyone down over whether there's any threat here or any concern here. But so far, the White House has said, although Biden remains engaged, there's nothing on the schedule suggesting he will make public statements about this. Okay, one of the things I noticed, and I mentioned to you before the show, the audio. The audio in the first uh, part of the report was the audio from the pilots who shot down the object over Lake Huron. And right. it was garble. You cannot, it's literally, you just, it's hard to so say. So you're thinking it might be intentional. Well, listen, if you listen to the very end, you hear the audio from the Raptor that shot down the balloon over South Carolina, and he sounded like he was in a recording studio. So you have one that's clear. And one that sounds like you, you can't make it out. Now, they did, they did take the audio, and they probably ran it through some processing, and they were able to figure out what the pilots were saying. And I have it here. Uh, no debris has been recovered. Uh, the one of the pilots said, "I wouldn't really call it a balloon. I don't know what. I can see it outside with my eyes. It's so slow and so small, yet you, you can't see it." Another pilot says. It's just some kind of dark object. You can see some strings or something hanging down below it. I, I can't tell if it's holding anything. That's what the, the pilots were saying in that garble. But it sounded to me like they didn't want most of the people to hear that part. So they just buried it in noise. Yeah, and you know what? That's kind of BS because uh, I'm not a ham operator, but ham operators will tell you now. You know, they have the uh, the digital radios, uh, well, the DSR. And it's the software. You could sit there and go to a frequency that's garbled up. It might have, you know, a half dozen signals on it. And you could isolate the one signal and make it sound really, really nice. Yeah. So you could listen to whatever you want. So in other words, they could isolate that frequency. And a lot of it in those tuners is done automatically. You know? Uh, so that garble it, it just is. You think the garble is nonsense? The gar that distortion and that. Yeah, it's nonsense yeah. because, you know, you got the most sophisticated plane. Yep. And it's got 1950s radio in it. We heard we heard uh, the astronauts talking on the, on the moon, the surface of the moon, one small step for man, one giant mm -hmm. leap for mankind. We heard them say that, and that sounded like a recording studio. Right. But yet uh, they're trying to tell us that uh, we couldn't make out the noise, the uh, the pilots on an F-22 Raptor over the Great Lakes. Was it, I think it was a Raptor over the, maybe it was an F-16, but either way, you should be able to, 
tell what they're saying. When they put transceivers in, they, they you know, they're not going to sit there and change everything for the aircraft you're in. It's going to have pretty much the same sophisticated technology and the radio gear yeah. as everything else because it's going to make it easy to communicate to all your flyboys that are up there. you got to be able to. Uh, Tom Green used to be mm-hmm. married to, uh, I think it was Drew Barrymore. He's a comedian, and he, he had a couple of comments to say. By the way, the music behind him is music he put in, not me. Uh, I just want you to uh-huh. know that. Uh, but he had some uh, truth bombs about uh, what's what he thinks is really going on in our country right now. Listen. Hi, I'm Tom Green, and uh, forgot to mention the other reason this uh, UFO uh, information is coming out now is because they're trying to distract us all from the fact that we're uh, about to get released the Epstein Island list as well as what's going on in Palestine, Ohio with the train derailment and the chemical uh, release of chemicals into the air uh, which is being called possibly as bad as Chernobyl and the fact that World War III might be about to start uh, in uh, the Ukraine uh, war between USA, Russia and China so that's what's going on Good to see you guys. Hope you guys are having a great day. Uh, there's UFOs. <laughs> you got to love the guy. But it's so true. All of that, all the stuff he was just kind of making light of, it's all happening, and it's all a distraction, and it's noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we have major stories that are being thrown around and discarded because the very next day there's another major story. We've had... Uh, of course, we have the southern border, which is an ongoing major story. We have, and no one's talking about this, Bill. The Russians are massing for a big, big in, uh, movement yeah. uh, on their east, on their eastern border, western border. I'm sorry, they're getting ready to attack the Ukraine, and it's well, no one's talking about it. Yeah, and well, the State Department is. They said if you're an American, get the hell out of Russia. Yeah. And that could be mean a lot of things. It could mean that yeah, you're 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 susceptible to being held hostage. They're not talking about the actual war itself. They're talking about getting people no. out of Russia, but they're not saying we you know why we should be yeah exactly. They're not saying maybe we should have peacekeepers over there right now trying to negotiate a peace before this this major invasion into the Ukraine. They're gonna raise hell, folks. That's gonna be a mess. And by the way, it is a quicksand area for us. I mean, we just keep getting involved and getting deeper and deeper into this war. And there's no one talking about the end game. How is it going to end? But there's a lot of things at play over there. You've got Russia, the Ukraine. you got China, Taiwan, China, the Philippines. And we're sitting there going, well, we'll defend Taiwan. Oh, we're going to help out the Philippines too. Well, yeah, we got to because we've got... We've got vested interest in the Philippines and Taiwan. And China's sitting there with their patrol boats are going out there and going to the Coast Guard, and they're using military-grade lasers to blind the guys in the ships in the Philippines and whatnot. You know, and so I'm like going... Tell me that's not an act of war. That's an act of war. It is an act of war. And I mean, and they used the word when you were talking about the, the balloons. Well, it's benign. It's benign. You know, um, I had a friend that went in, you know, uh, for for cancer, you know, what they thought was cancer. Yeah. Overnight procedure. It's benign. It's benign. Yeah. He died at four in the morning. That benign blew up, you know. Yeah. Benign doesn't mean squat. We are uh, 
in a terrible situation as a country right now, and we don't have any leadership. We don't have a Secretary of Transportation uh, addressing the problem in uh, East Palestine, Ohio, and Pittsburgh and Cincinnati and that whole region. They're not addressing it. He's just avoiding the issue and, and giggling at press conferences. Really, I, I had some audio from that, but I'm not going to waste my time. The guy is ridiculous, this uh, Buttigieg. To think that he had the audacity and the gonads to even run for the presidency is beyond um, the, the, my comprehension. Then we have a president who should be speaking right now and addressing the unidentified objects uh, out there yeah. and, and that are, were shooting down like their uh, the amusement park game. And he's nowhere to be found. He is absent without leave. He's AWOL. And uh, we are in a situation where good Americans are suffering in a, in a community and we should be helping them. Instead, we're helping illegals cross the border, getting them on buses and moving them right on the way. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. We could talk about this for so much mm-hmm. longer because you and I, we, we still have a stack of stuff here. You know, oh, we, we talked about stuff that we were going to talk about today that we, we haven't even we haven't broached, even and it would take too long to do it because yeah. it's at least 20 minutes of conversation just to lightly touch it. Um, we're one tick-tock or tick away from nuclear annihilation. Uh, there's so many things that are going on in the world. You talked about uh, Turkey the other day and that massive that earthquake there and the sonic weapons that we've been you know, Developing, using yeah. that we can shift, you know, the, the all the tectonic plates, we can shift them. You know, what's to say that they always talk about the big one, the big one, the big one was in San Francisco, but the other big one, Los Angeles. And, you know, uh, and I actually, I wish I hadn't said that just now, but what happens if we have another major thing out there? It's just like, they're attacking the planet in every which way that they can. Every hot button that we know how to push. If we have pushing. developed a weapon that can do what we're talking about here, create earthquakes and stuff, do you think that maybe our enemy has developed the same kind of weapons? Absolutely. What if they were to do that, let's say, uh, in New York or Chicago? You know, I mean. Well, it, they could. Uh, folks. You know, I mean, and, and there's no place safe. Yeah. You know, you sit there and go, uh, if, if we can manipulate the tectonic plates, you know, that can cause the earthquakes, can cause volcanic eruptions, or we can sit there and malign the weather, uh, you know, the, the, there's so many hot spots. The New Madrid Fault in, in, in uh, right by the Mississippi over wherever that is in, in, in Midwestern part of the United States, which is hey. due to go... If you can't be safe in East Palestine, Ohio, where can you be safe? You can't be safe anywhere. That being said, we should wrap it up. Before we sign off, we should uh, say hello and thank you to all of our our listeners who who get us on Getter. I like that. Get us on Getter. Yeah, well, we 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 had a glitch where you know the the shows were posting and weren't there, and uh, we have actually a lot of followers. On Getter, and they probably said, oh, well, okay, yeah, guys are gone. But uh, it, it came back yesterday because we didn't know there was a glitch yeah. in, in everything. So we, we got that fixed. And uh, No matter where you're listening to us, 
what kind of platform you're listening to us. We want you to know that we appreciate you. Seriously. I know you like listening to the program, otherwise you wouldn't. But Bill and I both, we've talked about this. We truly appreciate the fact that you're taking the time to make us a part of your uh, your routine. Well, how we're different than any other show is that uh, we do have stories that we get information on. But we're not going to sit here and be the in-depth aficionados. We're kind of like you. You know, these are the things that are on our mind, and they're they're just what we're thinking at that time. Yeah. And you get to know us, and hopefully we're thinking like you are. And that's that's what makes it There is you know, one thing that you can do for us, if you would, please. If you are a regular listener, uh, besides subscribing, which you probably already have, can you tell a friend? Just you know, share and like us. Yeah. If you if you share and like, the word grows. Now I do a lot of posting on Facebook. We do have um, Facebook social media for both. Uh, it's uh, it's another and for CRN America. If you can go and just uh, find those pages on Facebook, and you know say yeah I like this yeah. because you get the shows right there. We post them every day right there, and share that so that. You know, that grows. We really haven't grown that aspect of it. And, uh, you know, I, I put it on my personal account. Me too. And and um, it's probably not fair to everybody because not everybody likes what we do. A lot of people do, but hey, if you some don't, people don't. We don't force people to listen. Yeah. But we appreciate those who do. And that Well, be- I show up for dinner with a gun, but that's a whole different thing. <laughs> <laughs> that should get you their attention. <laughs> hey, folks, uh, that being said, have a great day. And with a little bit of luck, we'll do it again tomorrow. You know we're going to have more to talk about. Um, Absolutely. Stay- and, you know, and I really do feel that uh, I'm going to slide right into senility in my life really well. I, I think it's going to work for me. You going to or have? Oh, have I? <laughs> talk to you later, Bill. I'm working on it. <laughs> Goodbye, Bill. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>